Finally, some clarity for the New Orleans Saints game day roster going up against the Dallas Cowboys. What the Saints have to do to pull off the big upset on Thursday night football and with Taysom Hill getting his first start of the season, what does Vegas think that stat line might look like? We've got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks as always for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, we're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, NOLA on Twitter, Canal Street Chronicles, Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. And today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by Stat Hero, a first-of-its-kind daily fantasy platform where it's you versus the house winner take all. Sign up right now for free at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for that 100% welcome bonus as well. We got a ton for you on today's episode. We're going to start off with getting you updated on everything you need to know about the New Orleans Saints roster going into this Thursday night matchup. Here we are on a game day and finally some clarity on who the New Orleans Saints will and won't field. And the bottom line is that the Saints are getting healthier, but are they getting healthy enough to pull off the upset up against the Dallas Cowboys tonight? Well, the Saints will start Taysom Hill at quarterback for this game after he practiced well on Wednesday. Sean Payton saying on Tuesday that he would wait to see how that Wednesday practice went, how his foot felt, all of that before naming a starting quarterback. But now it seems all systems go for Taysom Hill unless there is some type of major and late-breaking setback at any point. But the expectation is that Taysom Hill will be the quarterback. Taysom also talked about that plantar fasciitis injury in his foot that has sort of kept him sidelined for the last couple of weeks. He mentioned that it's all about pain for him. It's not really about functionality. It doesn't really limit functionality for him. He just kind of has to play through the feeling of it. He has to play through the pain. So that should mean that the New Orleans Saints should feel pretty comfortable leaning on Taysom Hill as a runner, as opposed to forcing him to be a pocket passer. But what will be interesting is to see how often they lean into the passing game and allow Taysom Hill to hopefully be able to quickly make decisions, be able to read, react, and run if necessary. That's going to be a big part of tonight's game. And a big key to victory for the New Orleans Saints is Taysom Hill playing a precise game and making the right decisions quickly. This is his first start of the season and his first start since the Philadelphia Eagles loss last year. So we'll see how much Taysom Hill has developed over the course of the offseason when he was competing with Jameis Winston for that starting QB role. Now, it won't just be Taysom Hill in the run game that's going to be giving that run game a little bit of a boost. Mark Ingram officially in as well. Mark Ingram will be the starting running back for the New Orleans Saints, again, barring any type of late-breaking injury or setback, but he seems very ready and very hungry to get back out on the field, and he will be your lead back because as of this morning, breaking via Diana Russini over at ESPN, the Saints will not have Alvin Kamara under or behind the quarterback in this game. So it looks like you can circle the uh, next game 10 days from now, next Sunday, going up against the New York Jets in New Jersey as the return of Alvin Kamara. And the big piece here is that it's not just Alvin Kamara that's going to be inactive today. It's going to be both starting tackles as well. Ryan Ramchick 
Teron Armstead both out for this game. They will be inactive. And so with that being the case, expect Jordan Mills and James Hurst to be your starting tackles. So this is where drop back depth becomes really, really important. Remember, the Saints struggled with that even with Teron Armstead in when Trevor Simeon was the quarterback. Are you taking sufficient dropbacks without going back too far and generating, creating pressure on yourself as a quarterback? This was a big, big problem for the Saints in terms of trying to set the pocket with Trevor Simeon, who would take his dropbacks too deep. Can Taysom Hill curb that potential behavior and take the adequate steps, the adequate dropback depth that this offense is designed to support? That's going to be huge with two I don't want to say novice. I don't want to say inexperienced because both of them have career starts at tackle, at both tackle spots. Jordan Mills used to be a starter in Buffalo, played a ton. He's got over 90 games of starting experience. James Hurst has been all over this New Orleans Saints offensive line so far this season. But communication amongst the two of them, along with Taysom Hill, probably not at its freshest. So that's going to be really, really important. And expect to see a lot of Mark Ingram playing his pass protector role in the backfield on passing downs as well, because he is a fantastic pass blocker. Lastly, over on the defensive side, you're going to see some unavailability there as well as already expected. According to Wednesday's injury report, uh, defensive lineman Marcus Davenport, as well as Tono Passanio will be out and linebacker Caden Ellis will be out as well. Remember, Caden Ellis was used in that Buffalo Bills game as an additional pass rusher. So losing a lot of pass rushing prowess in that uh, injury report. But you should expect Carl Granderson to continue to get the start opposite Cam Jordan. He had a really, really nice game against Buffalo, consistently stayed in the backfield, consistently put pressure in, particularly in the first half, played okay in the run game, certainly some hesitations and things like that. But again, up against the Buffalo Bills, that was only his second most snaps ever played in his NFL career so far. So those are the types of growing pains that you expect. Expect to see growing pains against the Dallas Cowboys as well, who are going to lean on the run game with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, though they haven't been very successful there over the past few games. They'll certainly still continue to try to set up the run game as best as they can. And the more they run with Zeke, maybe the better for the New Orleans Saints with Tony Pollard sort of being that Matt Breida-ish type player that can move around in the hole and that can make you miss. And that was something that the Saints struggled against last week, as opposed to these bigger, sort of stronger running backs where they've usually fared quite well. So more Zeke might be better, but all of the thinning on the defensive line means that you might see them get a little bit tired and worn out in that second half as well. As for somebody to help to supplement this pass rush, Maybe Zach Bond finally gets an opportunity here to be able to reprise his collegiate pass rusher role and get in on some of this pass rush as well. Uh, He was a fantastic edge rusher at Wisconsin before he was drafted, moved to off-ball linebacker over the course of the first couple of years of his career. Could we see him get back to that defensive line role, play a little bit of that stand-up speed rusher to complement what Carl Granderson has brought as a speed rusher and what worked really, really effectively last week up against the Buffalo Bills? Could we see that again here against the Dallas Cowboys? And speaking of linebacker with Caden Ellis out, who plays a lot of the run downs for the opposing offense, you might see Andrew Dowell step into that role. He looked good on the injury report this week. We'll see if he's active for the game or if he falls into the list of inactives, but we could potentially see him take some of those linebacker roles over on the defensive side, get some of those defensive snaps. The Saints really, really liked him during the beginning of the season, during the offseason. Unfortunately, he's been dealing with some injuries over the course of this season, but we might see him get out on the field. And if not, we could potentially see, or even if still, we could potentially see Pete Werner, second round pick linebacker out of Ohio State, get more of the lion's share of that those rundown linebacker snaps as well in place with Quan Alexander 
who will play the passing downs. So the New Orleans Saints are healthy, but are they healthy enough? And can they pull off an upset up against this Dallas Cowboys team that's dealing with its own uh, sort of version of unavailability as well? We're going to break that down and talk about what elements make it possible for the New Orleans Saints to get an upset on Thursday Night Football up against these Dallas Cowboys. We got that coming up for you and much more on today's episode of Locked on Saints. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about our friends over at StatHero.com, a first-of-its-kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house winner take all. But here's the thing that's really fun. Stat Hero actually shows you their lineups before you play, and then you handpick your team that you want to play face-to-face. So none of this sort of faceless, nameless bunch of teams that you're going up against with spreadsheet heroes out there. It's a full-on test your might situation. You get to pick your opponent, which is a ton of fun and makes it a little bit easier to pull off these W's as well. I'm going up this week against Mix or Treat, which is Joe Mixon, Elijah Mitchell, and Alexander Madison. It's the three running back only pick them. So I'm going with Jonathan Taylor, Devontae Freeman, and Josh Jacobs with the uh, recommendation of my good friend, Marcus Mosher. But, uh, you know, look, I'm really feeling confident going in this one. I was able to win my matchup last week, and this makes it so much fun and, uh, you know, kind of raises the percentages of opportunities for you to be able to pull off some dubs too and really make daily fantasy sports enjoyable. So sign up for free today right now over at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 100% deposit Match that stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on for that 100% deposit match. Once again, stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on terms and conditions apply. All right, family, once again, thank you so much for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day. Welcome into another sort of a little extra episode for you. We had the crossover Thursday episode, which you can check back to uh, check out as well. Myself and Marcus Mosher breaking down this Thursday night football game between the New Orleans Saints and the Dallas Cowboys. But I wanted to bring you a little bit extra, too, because usually we kind of get two preview games in Thursday and Friday before the actual game that it, itself or two preview episodes. So I want to make sure you still got that. So here's the big thing for me. As we talked about what the New Orleans Saints are going to look like health-wise, um, here's how the New Orleans Saints can beat the Dallas Cowboys, plain and simple. Uh, there's an opportunity here. This Dallas Cowboys team over the course of the last five games has not been the Dallas Cowboys team that won five in a row earlier this season in their first six games before the bye week. They've been massively different after their bye week. We saw a couple of big 500-plus total yard games in those first six. Haven't seen any of those in the last five. We've seen them struggle up against not so good defenses, 24th ranked defense in the Kansas City Chiefs held them to just 234 yards in that one, less than 100 yards. And this has been something that's been pretty consistent for the Dallas Cowboys. So let's take a look at their last five and talk about what it means for the New Orleans Saints in terms of how they might be able to pull off the big upset Thursday night football. Don't forget one of the things that Marcus Mosher and I talked about on a crossover Thursday episode is that this has been a weird week for Dallas a very weird week for Dallas. They haven't been able to go to their waiting room. They're, they've been practicing, but they've also been doing a lot of Zoom meetings and things like that. They've been losing coaches because all of their strength and conditioning coach coaching personnel has been out. Their offensive line coaching personnel has been out. Their head coach has been out. So this is a opportunity and opportunity for the New Orleans Saints to potentially be able to pull off the upset here. Conditions are uh, maybe the best that they could be opposite some players that they'll be getting back, which I'll also highlight and talk about here in just a moment. But let's talk about these last five games for the Dallas Cowboys. Five out of the last five 
They've allowed over 100 rushing yards in each of those games. That's good news for the New Orleans Saints because they're going to want to run the ball here. They're going to want to run 30 times if they can in this one. Mark Ingram, you'll probably see Ty Montgomery getting some carries and sort of filling in that Alvin Kamara role now that he's back. Hopefully the pinky doesn't hinder him too much. And then, of course, the run game with Taysom Hill, which should be up there. Four of the last five games for Dallas, they have committed turnovers, right? So they've been turning the ball over. And in fact, they've been losing their turnover differential for the first time this season over the course of those last five games. Uh, Turnover differential plus three so far with eight turnovers, eight giveaways to five takeaways. And those five takeaways were lumped into two games as well. So that's definitely a big, big piece to watch here. Can the New Orleans Saints win the turnover battle in this one with good defensive play? They'll certainly need it. Um, four of the last five games as well, the, while the, the Dallas Cowboys have been allowing 100-yard rushing team games, they have yet to reach 100 yards or, or, or failed to reach 100 yards of team rushing yardage four of the last five weeks. So if the Saints are going to be looking to limit this run game and generate turnovers right now, the Dallas Cowboys are kind of in that rhythm. They've lost three of the last five, so they've not been great off of the bye week. And then in two of the last five is the only games where they've had takeaways. So it's huge for Dallas, huge for New Orleans, these errors that Dallas has made. And New Orleans has to be able to capitalize on those errors and be able to come out on the right side of them on the offensive side. We saw the Saints fail to do that in the first half against Buffalo. If they can create those mistakes and if the defense can play the first half of this game the way that they played uh, against Buffalo, that should set up a new look offense for the New Orleans Saints with Taysom Hill to hopefully be able to cash in a little bit more on some of these drives or at least these extra possessions, be able to turn them into long drives and control the clock a little bit more with the run game. Uh, Some key players are returning for the Dallas Cowboys, however, that haven't been available for all five of those last a uh, few games for Dallas, Amari Cooper, as well as CeeDee Lamb coming back on offense at the wide receiver spot. We'll talk about why that matchup is important here in a sec. And then Demarcus Lawrence is set to make his return as well, but it's going to be his first game after missing 10 games so far this season. So we'll have to see, along with Amari Cooper, what the actual snap share is for those guys. Amari Cooper, I could see around 30, 35 snaps in this one, unless he's just having a lights out game at some point, which you obviously hope is not the case as a Saints fan. And then Demarcus Lawrence, instead of playing 75% of snaps, could see him sort of downshift to 50% of snaps just to get back into the rhythm of this thing. And that is a uh, depleted defensive line in Dallas. Yeah, they've got, you know, Demarcus Lawrence coming back and, and they have some good talent there. Micah Parsons, who operates as a pass rusher quite a bit now for them, as opposed to an off-ball linebacker. But the rest of that defensive line, no Randy Gregory, Tristan Hill is suspended for a game after an altercation with the... um Las Vegas Raiders last week on thir- uh, Thanksgiving Day, and you know they're dealing with a ton of thinning um, injuries and, and and unavailability along that defensive line. So that could work in the Saints' favor because effectively you're talking about who's got the better second and third teams, right? Who's got the better second and third teams, the Saints' offensive line or the Dallas Cowboys' defensive line? If the Saints can be the better of that matchup with their couple of first teamers up against the Dallas Cowboys and their couple of first teamers, then that's good news for the New Orleans Saints, especially considering that. You're blocking for Taysom Hill here, who, as we mentioned, might not have the chemistry with the offensive line the way that maybe your starting quarterback might have. And finally, let's take a look at the matchups here, the matchups the New Orleans Saints will need to win in order to get a win on Thursday night football. We talked about the importance of special teams, the Saints return unit not doing very well up against the Buffalo Bills, but with some key pieces, including Gunners 
in coverage players that are going to be missing for the Dallas Cowboys in this game. Deontay Harris and the special teams unit for the New Orleans Saints could come up big. Can Blake Gilly can flip the field and can Deontay Harris put the Saints in positive field position uh, you know, a few times throughout this game. Remember the New Orleans Saints, big time winning team when they can start on their own 35 or better on average throughout a game. And if they can keep the opposing offense from starting at their own 25 or worse throughout a game. So you want to see the Saints be able to flip the field that way. Offensive line need to be able to figure out what's going to happen here. Jordan Mills, James Hurst going up against Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons. What's going to happen here? I think you're going to see a lot of uh, Mark Ingram either sitting back as the excellent pass protector that he is or doing some chip and releases, some moments where he gets hands on one of those guys before breaking out to his route in the flats or over the middle. The coverage linebackers for the Dallas Cowboys, not the strongest. So if you can get those backs involved in the passing game, including Ty Montgomery as well, who's also a very good pass protector, then you might be able to see the Saints be able to help neutralize that pass rush a bit, but expect the pass rush to get home a couple of times tonight for sure. Uh, Paulson, Adebo, Bradley, Roby, the two of them up against some combination of Michael Gallup as well as CeeDee Lamb. I expect you're going to see quite a bit of Bradley Roby in the slot up against CeeDee Lamb. Roby, a very reliable slot corner and has really, really, really come on over the course of these last few weeks in this New Orleans Saints defense. But watch for PJ Williams in the slot as well as a pass rusher in place of CJ Gardner-Johnson, who is still a big piece that has not been available for this New Orleans Saints team. He'll wrap up his injured reserve limit this week, but he only got off of the scooter when it came to his uh, came to his leg injury early last week. So hopefully the Saints will see him back sooner rather than later. But winning that matchup or one of those matchups, at least, they love to go deep with Michael Gallup. They love to run those double moves. That's something that has gotten Paulson Adebo in the past, but you have to know that that's coming in this game and see how the rookie adjusts. And then finally, Anthony Brown versus himself. Four pass interference penalties on Thanksgiving Day going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. And remember, NFL officiating is all about recency bias. What have you seen that player do lately sometimes influences the amount of flags that you're willing to throw. Can the New Orleans Saints take advantage of some mistakes on the defensive side and potentially draw some of those defensive pass interference penalties? We haven't really talked about the Saints pass catchers all week because honestly, they've not been very efficient, not been very effective for this team. But if you're able to get them deep and potentially draw some penalties here over the course of this game and take advantage of some of the lack of discipline in that young secondary of Dallas, then you're going to want to do that, whether it's by getting the ball in the hands of those receivers or not, and instead drawing penalties. Whatever the Saints have to do in this one, I think you're going to see them do and expect to see a couple of trick plays in this one. You, know, you could see a wildcat jet sweep to Taysom Hill to get him in motion and moving like the locomotive train that he is. And of course, I wouldn't be surprised to see a flea flicker, of course, with Mark Ingram back. He generally, those generally work out. I know we saw one recently not work out, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the Saints go back to that as well. Speaking of Taysom Hill, Vegas is very interested in what Taysom Hill is going to be doing in this game. Some prop bets available for you to check out over with our friends over at betonline.ag to help us talk about what Taysom Hill's day might look like, what Vegas is expecting, and why the line continues to move forward this game. We're going to have Dave Mason of betonline.ag here to help us out to understand how these things come about and what we're looking at as we wrap up today's show. We'll have that coming up for you here in just a bit, but if you want to check out those prop bets, make sure you go and check out betonline.ag. You think that Taysom Hill is going to have a big day through the air. You think he's going to struggle through the air. Well, you can get in on the over under on passing yards, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns and passing touchdowns as well. Think he throws two touchdowns. Think he throws one touchdowns. They got a perfect, perfect prop for you there at one and a half 
that you can take the over under on. You can also take a look at the line, the spread for this game and many others across the NFL and get involved in the NHL, NBA and more. They might even have some lockout props coming up eventually around the MLB. So a lot to check out over at betonline.ag. And the best way to do it, if you're a new customer, is to make sure you're using that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for the 50% welcome bonus. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON over at betonline.ag where the game starts. Let's get it. Houdat Nation, we are wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks, as always, for being here with us. We've got a very special guest today that I'm very excited to talk to. It's my boy. It's my man, Dave Mason, oddsmaker over at betonline.ag. Here to give us a little bit of insight as to how these odds come about. A little bit of background on everything. We usually talk a little bit about should we go with this, should we go with that, but how do these numbers get here in the first place? BetOnline.ag's Dave Mason is here to help us out. And for more information from him, you can follow on Twitter at Dave Mason, B-O-L. Dave, thanks for joining us, bud. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, man, glad to do it. And hey, look, we're looking down sort of the 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 end of the tunnel here at the end of the week, Thursday Night Football, potentially Taysom Hill's first start of the season. BetOnline has put out some props. I love player props about uh, this first start. What can you tell us about how these numbers come to be? A, a quick rundown of them. Uh, total passing yards over under 225.5. So you're looking at about 224, 225 to hit the under, 226 to hit the over. You've got uh, rushing yards at about 39.5. So 40 yards would be nice there. And then, of course, does he score a rushing touchdown? Yes or no? Where do some of these numbers come from as you build this out? Yeah, you know, there's no big secret. It's just a lot of stats, a lot of numbers. You're looking at what Taysom Hill has done. Um, you factor in that is his first star of the season. Um, you factor in <laughs> he hasn't done too much this season anyways. And, you know, of course, a big, big thing is who they're matching up against. You know, mm-hmm. the Cowboys, like the Cowboys, I think they're about 27th and giving up passing yards. Um, so there might be an opportunity there to for Hill to get some passing yards. So, you know, you bundle all that up. And I love that yeah. you brought up how much like the other like the defense factors into this as well. You oh, mentioned sure. that defense is about 27th in the NFL in terms of pass yards being right. given up. Taysom Hill over his four starts last year averaged 208.5 yards passing per those four games, which includes, of course, that weird Denver Broncos game where there was no quarterback on the other side. And so maybe you take that game out and you're around kind of, you know, you're, you're right. kind of around a point of that 225 or so or 215-ish. Sure. And then you give them a little bit of a boost for the defense. Is that the idea? Yeah, pretty much. Um, you also might give a boost uh, just for people naturally bet over. So a lot of those mm-hmm. player props, you know, um, they might be juiced up a little bit on the over. That's a thing, too, because, you know, you compare like these player props against, let's say, the spread, which is the granddaddy of sure. of all bet types, especially on the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much action on those spreads and there's just so much data. Like I said, those are the that's the easiest thing in bookmaking is an NFL spread. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned that a lot of people take the over in all of these. The over is the favorite. So the payouts uh, or the uh, the odds minus 115 on the over for both passing yards and rushing yards and then minus 175 right now for rushing touchdowns. Is there a passing touchdown one on the way as well? 
Yeah, it's not on the site yet, but we were just talking about it a little bit a while ago. It's gonna be it's gonna be right it's gonna be over under one and a half now. Mm-hmm. You know, when the numbers are that low, the juice is gonna be skewed. So it's gonna be under minus one sixty. So you're gonna have to pay one sixty minus one sixty for one or zero touchdowns, or if you wanna pay two if you believe he's gonna throw uh two or more, you're gonna get plus one thirty on the other side. Uh, let me ask you one more thing before we get you out of here, because we were talking about these uh, these player props, but I noticed the line move on that Saints and Dallas Cowboys game from minus six, or excuse me, from minus six for the Dallas Cowboys, the Saints were six point underdogs, now four and a half point underdogs. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, like I said, the, the, the opening numbers are going to be, aren't going to be nearly as sharp as the closing numbers. You know, Cowboys are a little beat up too. Um, Mm -hmm. they got some COVID issues. We did take a little bit of sharp action on the saints at that opener six at home Mm -hmm. against a Cowboys team. Who's really been underperforming as of late and is beat up with COVID and some other issues. So even though the Saints haven't been doing that great, I mean, you, you can't discount the home field advantage of getting over, once you're getting over that field goal at home against a team that, you know, is struggling in itself at the Cowboys, it, you know, it, it's we weren't surprised at a few sharps uh, bit the Saints at plus six early. Gotta love that. And sharps, by the way, meaning experienced betters, the, the folks that really, um, really know what they're doing. Yeah. Is that what that phrase is? Sharps are long-term winners, and I when ah, I there you go. long-term, they they get the best of numbers, so they're going to be getting the Saints at plus six when it closes plus four and a half. Or you know they they beat they bet uh what was it they got they got Michigan last week at plus seven and a half mm-hmm. when it closed plus six and a half. So they're going to win long-term, not just the weekend, not just the week, not just the month. Right. But they're going to win long-term, so you respect their action. That you know they're putting the odds in their favor. There you go. Love learning something new every day here on Locked on Saints. And thanks for coming through and giving us some of that education, Dave. We appreciate you. Make sure you follow Dave on Twitter at Dave Mason, B-O-L. Go and check out the website, betonline.ag. Get in on those Taysom props and your NFL props and NBA, whatever it is that you need. They got you covered over at betonline.ag. Dave, thanks for coming through, buddy. Thanks for having me. All right, family, we'll have our recap of this Thursday night football game on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Saints. Still coming through with a Friday episode for you wrapping all of this week up. And then we'll start to turn our attention to the New York Jets, but a lot to get through here before that happens. Will this team continue to get healthier? Is Alvin Kamara going to come back? What's happening with these tackles? There's going to be a ton to talk about heading into that Jets matchup as well. And potentially what we learn about the new look Taysom Hill led New Orleans Saints. As always, y'all, I appreciate you for making me your first listen of the day here on Locked on Saints. Don't forget to go and check out Locked on Bets, Locked on LSU, Locked on Pelicans. Make yourself some money, though, with Locked on Bets for sure with uh, your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. As always, for everything around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.